everyone. This is Morgan Phelps with Acuity Brands. Thank you for tuning in to the Women in Sustainability and Enterprise podcast, also known as WISE. We created this podcast to elevate the voices and achievements of women within Acuity Brands who are working towards a more sustainable environment and workplace. As Acuity continues their sustainable journey, we want to amplify the stories of the women who helped us get here because it takes us all. Welcome to our journey. Welcome to the Women in Sustainability and Enterprise podcast. I'm your co-host, Lauren Scott, alongside Simran Clare. Today, our guest is Felicia Thomas. Felicia brings a distinguished leadership career in business transformation, strategy, and operational excellence. As the Vice President, Acuity Business Systems, she and her team drive transformational work, helping the company move from a manufacturing company to an industrial technology company by leading and supporting key business initiatives that will foster further growth and performance. As an experienced and versatile leader, Felicia brings more than 20 years of people experience with a career spanning multiple industries, geographies, and scale of businesses with some high profile brands, including deep experience enabling business transformation. She's known for her passion in attracting and mobilizing top talent to deliver breakthrough strategies and results. Prior to joining Acuity Brands, Felicia served as Senior Director Organizational Effectiveness at Hawaiian Airlines. She has also held roles as Head of Quality Control Labs for EMD Merck Millipore, Head of Operational Excellence for Integrated Defense Systems at Raytheon, and Operations Leader at Gillette in South Boston for Procter & Gamble. Her early leadership beginnings were as a U.S. Army Military Intelligence Officer in both active and reserve components for nearly 10 years. As a continuous improvement professional, Felicia's passion is around business development, growth strategies, and overall productivity. She's a productivity expert who has trained numerous teams on process improvement methodologies and continues to mentor several emerging Six Sigma professionals across the globe. During her free time, Felicia enjoys cooking, distance running, and hanging out with her family and three unruly dogs. She was born and raised in Philadelphia and is a proud graduate of Howard University. And now, over to Simran. Thanks, Lauren, and welcome to the show, Felicia. We're so excited to have you on. Could we start off the conversation with you taking our listeners through a little bit more background in your professional journey and how you got to where you are today? Yes, uh, thank you. So I I started my professional journey as a U.S. Army uh, military intelligence officer. And after about four years of active duty, I I went into the inactive reserves and started my civilian career as a Six Sigma black belt at General Electric. And um, so after working at GE for about 18 months, I went on to work with several large companies and within different industries and different roles. Um, So Procter & Gamble, Gillette, uh, which is, you know, consumer goods, Raytheon, uh, the defense industry, Millipore Sigma for healthcare and then Hawaiian Airlines. Um, Of all of my roles, um, they they all were challenging, Uh, but I would say the ones that really stand out to me the most were my military experience, um, just from a leadership, kind of leadership 101 perspective. Uh, Procter & Gamble, um, I had an opportunity to to go through an acquisition. So we we were acquiring the Gillette company at the time and uh, through a transformation, uh, transforming an organization. So I got that experience. 
And then Hawaiian Airlines, I actually grew the continuous improvement program from scratch. So that was a really great learning, uh, learning experience. And then also learned more about, I guess, the cu- customer-centric thinking, so putting the customer first. And so now here I am at Acuity, and I'm pulling on a lot of the past experiences I've had to help me lead and navigate in my current role uh, leading the ABS organization. And working your way up through the U.S. Army, were there any lessons that you learned that you think could apply to companies like Acuity Brands? that are pursuing continuous improvement in our own operations? So I learned a tremendous amount in my Army experience. Um, I would say um, the the three things that stand out to me, um, and and I guess uh, to me as a leader that, you know, I've carried with me, and I would say for anyone in a leadership position, whether it be in the military or uh, in the corporate world, uh, would be first uh, to lis- listen to your teams, listen to your soldiers, if you're talking about from a military setting, um, because many times they're the subject matter experts. And and a lot of times they may actually know more than you because they're doing the work every day. Um, so there's an element of, you know, just being humble uh, as, a, as a leader. Um, the second would be uh, to never ask your team to do something you wouldn't be willing to do yourself. And the third would be um, not to let the the fear of failure overcome you. So uh, I think a lot of times the best learning and even success can come through tough times. So when you think about, you know, some of the work that we're doing today uh, at Acuity, you know, going through a transformation, this is, it's it's not easy work, right? Um, But we're all learning as we go through it. And we we have to believe that at the other end, there's going to be some some great success. So we have to step out and we have to take, I think, calculated risks. Um, and that's something that I, I believe the military taught me that you could translate into, you know, the civilian world. Going back to your time at uh, Hawaiian Airlines, the, the airline industry overall is certainly an industry where we see a lot of important steps being taken to reduce their environmental footprint. Could you talk to us a little bit more about your time there and any of the waste reduction initiatives that you oversaw? Yes. So during my time at Hawaiian, I I focused on continuous improvement initiatives and program management initiatives that spanned actually the entire enterprise. Um, And so I I built the continuous improvement program, which focused on productivity gains with our agents, uh, maintenance efficiencies, um, and, and also some larger initiatives um, such as our day of travel initiative, which focused on uh, customer pain points or the pain points that customers experienced throughout their journey of travel. So everything from uh, prior to checking in all the way through boarding um, the actual travel on the aircraft and then uh, landing and retrieving their bags. So these were some of the bigger uh, kind of initiatives that we focused on. Now, from an environmental perspective, Hawaiian Airlines has taken some significant steps to reduce their environmental footprint. Everything from uh, reducing energy use within the offices, and they started this some years ago. So, you know, things like installing uh, motion sensors, LED lighting, control valves for water systems, um, all the way to investing in a modern fleet. Uh, which would lower fuel burn, reduce carbon emissions before, during, and after each flight, 
Um, and then quite recently, uh, although I've since moved on from the company, um, but as I've been reading, they've actually appointed a new managing director of sustainability initi- initiatives to lead their ESG programs across the, the company. And, and so they're the Hawaii's largest and longest serving airline. Well, I'm very curious to know, so February 2022 will be your one-year anniversary with Acuity Brands. How have you seen our own sustainability journey evolve during that time? So from an ESG perspective, um, I've seen some pretty huge gains. Um, And so the one that kind of stands out in my mind is um, the Carbon Disclosure Project, CDP uh, External Rating has increased uh, pretty significantly. And, um, and I think also the fact that we've actually built ESG goals into our one-page strategies. And uh, it's something that we're definitely talking a lot more about within the operation, so within our, our, our operational processes. Also, uh, from a sustainability perspective, from a diversity perspective, it's exciting to see more diverse representation in some of our key roles in the company. So I think it's important to remember that people have to be able to to see themselves or see that representation at all levels in the company. And I believe we're making some pretty um, huge strides, um, you know, by embracing um, a diverse workforce. So, and that's everything from gender, ethnicity, uh, people's backgrounds and experiences. I think it's all important. Given your background in operations, I'm curious to see what role you see system optimization playing for a company's sustainability journey. I think it's it's important for our ops teams to think about what efforts they can take in their day-to-day to reduce resource or energy usage. Um, it's I, I believe this is where ops leaders can tap into their associates. They can engage their ideas on how they could be more efficient uh, with their day-to-day daily processes. Uh, there's, uh, there are a lot of people that actually have a passion for um, sustainability, reduction of resource and energy usage, um, the environment that I think would love to take the lead uh, for their team. So it also ends up being, I think, a really great talent development opportunity uh, for, for people in the company as well. I love that you already touched a little bit on diversity and representation, but I'd love to dig into that a bit deeper. Um, As an organization, we're definitely looking to bring that story to the forefront within Acuity Brands um, and just the industrial technology industry overall. So I'm curious to know what advice you might have for the younger generation who might not yet see themselves reflected in our industry and kind of what path they can carve for themselves as they go forward. Yeah, so that's a great question. For me personally, um, there were many times that I looked around at my colleagues and ranks above me and didn't see anyone that looked like me, right? I didn't see that representation. So I had to find mentors that could help me navigate my path. And your your mentors, they may not always be in the company where you work um, or in your, your chain of leadership. You may have to look in other industries, other company uh, companies as well, um, but it's important to find a mentor. And I had different mentors throughout my career. So, you know, depending on the challenges that I was experiencing, um, I had a, a different person that I could reach out to that could 
help me understand how I could navigate through those challenges or, or those challenging situations that I was, I was experiencing. Um, so I think that's one thing that's really important and just understanding that that's not necessarily going to be someone that you will find um, in your direct chain of leadership or at your company. The second is really just being confident in who you are, what makes you unique, and understand the value that you bring to the organization. Now, I do understand sometimes this, this takes time to develop. It's, it's usually experiences that you've had, um, things that you've learned along the way that helps you build that confidence. But that's also key. It's, it's key that you understand the value you bring um, in the role that you're in, uh, the company that you're, you're working in. And then also one of the things that uh, my parents taught me at a really young age um, is, is to watch your lane. So don't focus on other people's successes or what they may be getting that you're not getting. Otherwise, you may miss the targets or the opportunities that are in front of you. So it's really about defining what you want your path to look like and and focusing on that. Shifting the conversation more towards your personal life, I'm curious if you could tell us a little bit more about how you practice sustainability, either through any of your hobbies or your personal interests. Yeah, I, I actually, um, as you know, spent many years living on the island of Oahu. And so I, what's interesting about living on an island is that your resources are limited. And so you have to be more uh aware and more responsible of energy usage and and resource usage um, and just really how you're treating your environment. So I think starting there is is really where I became a lot more conscious of my, I guess, carbon footprint, if I could call it that. And it started with something as simple as reusable shopping bags, right? So it's something that the the Hawaiian Islands instituted where they said, uh, we're no longer going to use plastic bags. And if you want to, if you need a bag when you go shopping to Target or Walmart or grocery store, you have to purchase a bag. So I got used to bringing my own reusable shopping bags with me wherever I went. Um, another thing that I did was uh, I had solar panels on my house. So living here, you know, in Atlanta, it's it's not as... Um, I don't think I, I would get as much of a gain from that, but in Hawaii, that was something that I could do to help uh, from an environmental standpoint. I also drive an electric car, recycling, which is something that I think most of us do on a day-to-day basis. Uh, I try really hard to eat local produce, so to cut down on the amount of shipping and uh, transportation you know, for, for food. And then from a clothing perspective, I do a lot of my uh, shopping at a company called ThreadUp. It's an online company, uh, actually, I think headquartered in uh, the Georgia area, um, and it's lightly used or recycled clothing. So those are just some really small things that I've tried to do personally um, on a day-to-day basis to be kinder to the environment and our earth. Well, these are already some amazing tips that you're incorporating into your personal life. Beyond that, are there any additional resources, whether it's a book or a podcast or a publication that you would recommend for our listeners to check out to learn a little bit more about how they can incorporate sustainability into their respective journeys? Yes. So I actually have um, three uh, women that I follow um, and I call friends of mine that 
I, I wanted to mention. One is Meredith Seymour. And so you can actually check out her LinkedIn page, I think would be the best way to, to see the great things that she's doing. But she's the founder and CEO of Artisan Financial Strategies, helping Atlanta's leading families coordinate their financial world. And um, she's just got a lot of really great articles and posts and, and some podcasts that she's uh, participated in uh, that I think are, are worth checking out. Um, the, the second person is Huulani Keoho Kalole, and she's the owner of People Strategies of Hawaii. And um, again, if you check out her LinkedIn page, uh, she posts some really great articles and she's doing really good work around the diversity, equity and inclusion space. So I, I recommend if you know if you have a moment to, to look at her LinkedIn page. And then finally, Lolita Walker who is a certified life leadership and executive coach and a very dear friend of mine uh, who focuses on building positive thoughts, setting intentions, and boldly stepping out and just kind of being your best self, um, not just in the workplace, but in life in general. So I would you know, recommend that she's another uh, person. You can look at her LinkedIn page, which can then uh, lead you to her podcasts, articles, and collaborations that she's done with other inspirational folks. The narrative around social and environmental well-being can sometimes be a little bit overwhelming for people. Do you have any advice on how you manage to stay motivated either in your personal or your professional endeavors, despite sometimes what can feel like a heavy landscape? Yes. So I, you know, you're always learning. And, and through the years, I've, um, I've found myself uh, in these um, at these times of like really just focusing on work <laughs> and that's all I did. And, and I, I didn't really do much outside of work and it just wasn't, it wasn't healthy physically for me and also um, I guess mentally. So, you know, over the past few years, I've really worked to build a wellness program into my life I, and I've seen the benefits from that. So most days I, I run in the morning and the early morning is the time that I take for myself to do the things that are, are good for my body and to think and, and all of those types of things. So I, I run in the morning. So I find movement, whether it's running, walking, yoga, et cetera, right, um, is important. A healthy diet is something else that's really important and then sleep. And so all of those three things are really key uh, in my mind to striking a healthy balance between work, life, and just everything that's going on uh, right now in the world. I also think it's really important to find a hobby or something that you enjoy doing. And so that means something different to everybody, whether it's, you know, uh, some sort of an activity or that you compete in, or, or even just reading, you know, uh, just finding something that can take your mind away from the day-to-day -day work and just all of the things that are, are happening, I think, is, is really important. The, the term sustainability certainly has multiple different definitions, and I think it means something different to everyone. And we always like to end our podcast by asking our guests what sustainability means specifically to them. So I'd love to turn that over to you and see what is your personal definition of sustainability? Yes. So um, I would say sustainability for me, is the capacity to endure. 
So it's the long-term maintenance of my own personal well-being, which is dependent on the well-being of the earth and the responsible use of natural resources. So it's also meeting my own needs without compromising the ability of future generations to meet their own needs. So for me, that's the, the core of what sustainability means for me. Well, Felicia, we just want to thank you so much again for taking the time to speak with us. We really enjoyed getting to know more about you, the professional successes you've had, and also just the amazing stories that you've had in your personal life. Uh, Thank you again, and we look forward to hearing more about your sustainability journey in the future. Thank you. It's been an honor. Thank you so much. Thank you for supporting this month's Women of the Month here on WISE. We're looking forward to sharing more success and stories with you all here at Acuity Brands. Feel free to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify Podcasts, and we'll see you all next month.